Ladies and gentlemen, all of my good people out there, welcome into another episode of the Speaker Secrets Podcast. This is your host, Enrico Ambrister, and as always, it's a pleasure to have you tuned in with me today. A special thank you to all of you that have subscribed to the podcast already. And if you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? It only takes about five seconds and you're always in the loop when new episodes and new content is available here for you. As a reminder, please be sure to leave a rating and a review so I can know and others can know as well how this podcast is benefiting you in your day-to-day life because it is a platform to help all of us become our best selves, not just generally, but also in the realms of communication and public speaking as well. Now, I'm super duper excited about today's episode because this is an interview with my good friend, Yvonne Ruiz. And Yvonne and I, we connected on Zoom well before this interview and we exchanged ideas. And there are a few things that I really like about Yvonne and those are why I wanted to bring him on the podcast. Number one, he's on a mission to eliminate the boring out of public speaking. And that's something that I want to do as well. I hate boring speeches. I don't like boring speakers. So we connected on that front. Number two, he provides new perspectives. Almost everything that he shared, I never thought about. And it really opened up my mind. And I'm pretty sure that it'll open up your mind as well. But most importantly, he has tactics that you can use on a day-to-day basis to make you better, to make you stand out, to make you more engaging. And that those things are important to me, providing new perspectives and providing you with actionable tips, things that you can actually do instead of just talking about ideas. So I'm excited about today's episode. I highly encourage you to tune in, get a book and take some notes or write some notes in your notepad on your phone or your computer. Whatever you have to do, make sure that you take this knowledge that Ivan is spitting today on part one of this interview. Without further ado, this is the episode and interview between me and Ivan. Hello, Ivan. hello, hello. Yeah, hello, Ivan. Welcome to the Speaker Secrets Podcast. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Nice to meet you, sort of again, Enrico, virtually. <laughs> All right, so let's just get started. How about you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you're all about? Yeah, so my name is Ivan, a former porn star. And I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just want to make sure people are listening. (laughs) Uh, My name is Yvonne, and I actually wrote a book called They Don't Have to Be Naked, A New Approach to Public Speaking, where instead of going to traditional kind of sources for communication, I went and researched things like police interrogation, uh, poker players, um, professional wrestlers, busking. Because I thought those are people that are really talking about communication and doing communication in a very real way that we see every day that no one thinks about as communication. And I basically took what I learned and translated it into tactics because I don't um, think that public speaking does needs to be an art. I think it can be, I guess, for lack of a better term, a science. Mm, Okay. I like that. And for, for my listeners, The reason why I really connected with Yvonne and wanted to bring him on the podcast is because eliminating just a boring approach to public speaking is something that I take very personally. You guys know (laughs) I I love to bring the energy and I, I don't feel like public speaking should be this big thing that's 
to you that's just like a mystery or a burden it should be fun it shouldn't be boring it should be something that we enjoy and so i really connected with your mission of just eliminating the boring aspect of public speaking so tell me how did you arrive to this point and how did you make it your mission to change that perspective well you know what happened is that I remember learning, you know, having presentations in university and high school. And, you know, when I first started taking, like watching presentations in high school, for example, or at university, I thought, okay, so this is just because it's a dry topic and therefore it has to be boring. And if you, dude, if you've been there, if you've been in any kind of class where there's presentation day, it is the worst day. It's the day that time goes backwards. You're like, this is so boring. I don't care. And the thing I realized is that never changes. That never changes. It's go to go find a job. If you have to do a presentation, if you're going to a conference, it's exactly the same thing. And even when you want to be like engaged, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. And so I thought to myself, like, oh, you know, how? OK, so Enrico, do you know how people <laughs> say, um, you know, that how many Einsteins we've lost to like world poverty, for example? Yeah, because we have so much inequality in this world. Think of all the amazing ideas we've lost. I think think of all the amazing ideas, the amazing thought leaders we have lost because they just were terrible to listen to. That's interesting. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I remember going to conferences and leaving the conference two days later and remembering like maybe one thing. And then I forgot about it a month later and it changed nothing, nothing. And there's people who put their lives into this research and it changes nothing because they can't get anyone to care. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of people are experts in their field, but they don't know how to really relay that information oh, and man. convey it in an engaging way. You're completely right. hundred percent. Okay. I'll tell you the story. I'm not going to name the company. In a different life, I was, um, I was working for the Dale Carnegie business group. You know, Dale Carnegie, how to win friends okay. and influence people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both. So they have basically every kind of region has they have a franchise system. So I was working in this region. I was working for Dale Carnegie. And there was a couple of people who were there from this big kind of company that you would know. And they were saying, you know what, we would we would we could really use this at our company. And I was like, why? And she said, well, you know, every month we have this office wide meeting where everyone goes into this big auditorium and everyone gives an update for like 15 minutes. And it is the most boring, terrible thing. Nobody likes it. No one pays attention. Everyone is like asleep. Everyone dreads it coming. And we, but we have to do it every single month. And I was like, so why don't you try and use some of the things we do here? Why don't you try and change it? And they're like, no, 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 we could never do that. Really? And I mean, and in my head, I'm like, what? (laughs) But that's everything. That's every time, dude. Every time someone goes to me, like, oh, this is terrible. But then people do the same thing. Yeah. I always say like you do things all the time that you know don't work, but we still do them because no one's given us an alternative. Let me give you a quick example. And by the way, you can tell me to shut up. As we mentioned earlier, no, uh, uh, you no can, game, I'll you're, go. You're, and if I start yelling, it's yeah. not because I'm mad. It's because I get worked up. I get worked up uh, thinking Most about this stuff. We, we enjoy hearing you talk, man. Thank you. Thank you. So, Okay, people say things like this. And this is an example of how I, 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 most people teach you ideas and nobody teaches you tactics. That is why you do, you go to a a communication training session. You're like, "Mm, that was really interesting. And then it changes nothing. 
because they right. teach ideas. So people say things like this. You know, when you're trying to make a, an introduction, maybe try and say something that's really going to catch your audience. Try and kind of catch them with an interesting question or an interesting idea. Maybe say, like, give them an interesting statistic, right? You hear that stuff all the time, right? Yeah, um, all the time. And then you do it and it doesn't work. You go like, oh, so you say your interesting statistic. You're like, okay. Or you try and say like your humorous story and no one laughs and you have this. Yeah. Just that dead sign. So here's the next level. Cause those are just ideas that we can all agree with, but how do you make something interesting? Like what kind of question should you ask? Not just ask a question, but what kind of question could we experiment with certain specific types of questions that can actually create humor and create interest. That's the big disconnect. Mm -hmm. Everyone teaches ideas. And that's why most of the time you do communication training, it's boring. Because if, if you've yeah, ever done a communication, you're like, it was really interesting, but the people teaching you how to be better communicators are like terrible to listen to. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I know. Yeah, I've been in, the, in a number of those situations and I always think it's just, it's an interesting dichotomy. It's just like, oh, okay, man. you're teaching me how to be engaging, but you're not. You're really not engaging. Yourself. Yeah. And that's because none of these people do it. And I'm, I'm, I, I know I'm throwing some shade here, but I'm going to be very real with you. So for example, most of the people that teach communication skills maybe uh, came from a marketing or a sales background, right? So they gave a lot of little pitch sessions within their own field. But give that guy a mic or give that lady a mic and say, okay, get on stage and keep the crowd hype for 10 minutes. Yeah. They can't. Yeah, or you struggle. say, go talk about something that has nothing to do with your field. Okay, well- You know what I mean? So sorry, I know, I know, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm no, throwing no, no, shade. No, I think everyone who teaches communication is doing a great job. Okay. There. It so you're never having me back. Something. You're never having me back. I can tell. I'm sorry. You're all good, man. I'm enjoying this thoroughly. But let, let's get into yes. some of the tactics. Yes. So if we have someone that's listening and they're, they want to be engaging. Yes. They want to make sure that they get the audience involved in what they're saying and make sure that they're at a, high level of performance and really bringing the humor. Mm -hmm. What are some just, I guess, some basic tactics or some ideas? Well, not ideas. Let me stay away from that word tactics. Thank you. <laughs> that you would give someone or that you would tell someone to just try out and practice if they want to become someone that's really engaging. Certainly. Let me give you the tactic and then I'll give you some examples of how it works. And if people want more details and more examples, they can get the book and I'll send you a link so that anyone who's listening to this can get the ebook for free. Okay. Sure. Sure. Thing. Yeah. So that'll be fun. There's a part okay. of your brain called area 47 that does two things. It regulates dopamine and it tries to predict what's going to happen next. It's in the frontal, it's in the neocortex in the frontal lobe. And there's a book called the organized mind written by a neuroscientist named, um, and now I'm blanking on his name, John Levitin. There we go. Okay. And he says, when you research this area, here's what happens. When you think you know exactly what's coming next, area 47 shuts down and it stops releasing dopamine. Interesting. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever done cocaine? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't at you. No. Know, okay. Okay. Um, Whatever. Okay. So fine. It's no problem. So here's the thing. Dopamine pretty much pretends to be, uh, sorry, cocaine pretends to be dopamine in your brain. That's why it makes you feel good. If you've ever been craving something and then you have it and like an ice cream, you're like, Oh my God. Yes. That's a spike of dopamine. If you ever figured out the ending of a movie before the end, 
and you're like, you want to tell everyone? Yeah, yeah, it was a good movie, but I figured it out. That's a spike of dopamine. Exactly. So here's what the research yeah. says. When you don't know, when you're like 60% sure, like, where are you going with this? When you're trying to figure out where someone is going, that's when you're most engaged. That's when you're most interested. That's when Area 47 is pumping dopamine to try and figure out what's coming next. So yeah. here's the tactic. When you are opening a presentation, instead of starting off with, hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is so-and-so, and today I'm going to talk to you about blank. Because usually what's on the slide behind you? What you're going to talk And your about. name. And so talk right away, Area 47 is like, okay, so this is standard. All the information's on the slides. And then it shuts down yeah. right away. Exactly. So instead, ask a super easy question that at first seems to be completely unrelated, completely unrelated to your topic. And everyone's going to go like, what? And that'll create humor and create interest. Let me give you some examples. Okay. First of all, in our conversation, when you asked me to introduce the idea, what's the first thing I mentioned? The yeah, cocaine. Uh, the yeah, exactly. I know you don't want to bring it up because now we're going to get flagged. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and you're like, what? Right? You're what? what? And you don't even know how to answer that question. It created humor. It's a very simple question. But then after a few sentences, you saw why I asked you the question. Exactly. Here's another one. I was working uh, with a group of financial advisors. And this one gentleman came up on stage and he said, by show of hands, how many people in this room have a mother? And at first, everyone kind of giggled, but he's like, no, no, put your hands up. And to basically, this is what will usually happen. Everyone except one or two people put their hands up or no one except one or two people puts their hands up. So in this situation, almost everyone put their hands up and he said, okay, almost everyone has a mother. And once, and he got a second laugh from it. Cause so <laughs> it, it created humor without trying to be funny, but then everyone's exactly. like, why are you asking this question? Cause they're all expecting. So today I'd like to talk to you about some best practices for some ways to kind of engage with it. And right away you stop listening. So he said, yeah, uh, another question, everybody, how often do you listen to your mothers? And then everyone kind of like less hands up. And he, all he did was observe what he saw. Okay, less hands up. How many of you ignore your mother's advice even when you know they're right? And then again, you know, yeah. a couple of all over the and place. I'm sure right now everybody on the podcast is like thinking about those questions. And now they're, they're trying they're, to figure out what does this have to do with finance, right? Exactly. Yes. And this is exactly. Area 47 trying to figure out what's happening next to predict what's happening next because that's a useful trait as we've evolved, trying to find out what's happening next. So yeah. then he said, that's how our clients see us. We are their nagging moms who are telling them what to do and they know we're right but they still don't do it. And you all have clients like this who you're like, you need to put 20% of your income into your RSP every year. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they never do it because we are their nagging moms. Yeah. And in this presentation, I want to give you some tactics. So we go from nagging mom to cool uncle. Nice. And right. And then, and then and by that time, everyone's, and engaged. then the whole room is like, oh, okay. And you can see there's two kinds of people that are like, yeah. that's awesome. And the people are like, all right, you got me. I'll give you my time. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so that's an example of an opening. You start with a simple question that at first seems completely unrelated. You say things like, have you ever done cocaine? If you want to go extreme, but you can, it doesn't have to be that extreme. You can be like, has anyone here ever drank water? Uh, how many people here um, own a computer? Who yeah. drinks coffee? 
and then you find a way to relate it to your topic. Excellent. Oh, and Enrico, I'm going to say one more thing and then I'll let you yeah. ask the next question. I have a standing yeah, challenge because people are always like, well, I'm not sure if that'll work in my field. Anyone, I will give you my contact information at the end or you can share it. Send me your topic and I can guarantee we can find an opening for you. No matter how conservative okay, or yeah. crazy or whatever, we can do it. Yeah, that, that's why we're here. We're here to yeah. help. We're here to give actionable things that you can actually use, not ideas, but yes. tactics that you can write down and use going forward. In and the here's future. the thing. I don't just talk it. I will back it up. I have a standing offer. I mean, any, any audience, any crowd, I back it up. I even got a job doing that once. Like, I'll be, give me a mic and I'll show you what I mean. Okay. All right. We'll yeah, man. To that, man. So, so obviously you're you're very successful. Why? Thank you. You're engaging. <laughs> yeah, very, very engaging, and you know you, you've come to a place where you understand these tactics mm -hmm. and how to how to engage an audience. But I'm pretty sure that you weren't born this way, and you this this mm -hmm. didn't happen overnight. So for someone like myself, like those that are listening to this podcast that want to get to the level you're at and make sure that they're on different podcasts and engaging people and really out there in the field providing value, but they feel like they're stuck or they're not exactly sure where to begin. How about you just share some insight on what you struggled with and how you overcame those struggles to continue moving forward like you are now? Well, let me first off by saying, I believe confidence is a series of physical actions that once you see them, you will never unsee it. And, and the secret to being quote unquote confident and charismatic is not actually feeling that way, it has nothing to do with feelings, it's physical actions you can practice. And let me tell you what I mean. Or do you want me to elaborate on that before I give you? Please, please, I, I, I really love that. Um, because I just did an episode not too long ago that talked about our feelings and why we shouldn't yeah. rely on our feelings, but instead do actions instead that can move us forward. So I really like that point. So I agree with you so much because Enrico, do you have calluses? You know what I'm saying? When I say calluses, like the tough skin you know, on, your on your toes on your or your, your hands, if you work out calluses like for some reason, yeah, I, I, that's the one of the only words where my it, accent comes out. Is <laughs> I, I think it sounds normal. Yeah. It sounds a bit weird. How do you, you say it? it? But, um, yeah, calluses. calluses. Actually, yeah, it, it just sounds weird in general. Okay, so, uh, yeah, all right. So, here's the thing, man. There is no such thing as overcoming nervousness. All the tactics that people have given you to overcome nervousness, they mean well, but they don't really work. So they say things like breathe. Oh, just breathe, you know, try and control your breath or take some deep breaths. And you're doing that. And guess what? You're still nervous afterward. Um, so they say nervous. visualize. How are you supposed to visualize when you're trying to remember what to say? It's, it's useless. Do yeah. some push-ups. Do some, get the energy out. Shake around. That doesn't help. Because then you, now you're like, yeah. I'm still nervous. It just doesn't work. But they mean well. So for me, the secret is not not being nervous. For me, the secret is physical actions so that you look confident irrespective of how you feel because you're always going to be nervous. Nice. For me, the secret is building calluses to nervousness mm. so that you feel okay. it, but it does not affect delivery. 
Because Enrico, tell me if I'm right. Every time you speak, aren't you a little bit nervous? So, yeah, so obviously, time. this is the thing. Obviously, it doesn't work. So here's the right. so here here's a physical tactic for you. For example, when you look in uh, when you look at poker playing, th the thing about tells is that it's not a rule, and it's like, oh, this person does this every time they play. That's not actually how tells work and how behavior works. Behavior works when you find a baseline of behavior and you see people deviate from it, but they don't always deviate from it. So it's a long process. All that being said, there's sort of two places where people can never hide their nerves. One of them okay. is in your fingers and the other is in your toes. And when you are nervous, mm. you will do uh, self-touching repetitive gestures. And this is great for audio, so let me describe it. <laughs> so for example, imagine you are pinching something with your thumb and your point, pointing finger. Like rub your thumb against your okay. finger or rub your fingers against each other on each hand. This is stuff that people do when they're nervous, right? Another thing people okay. do when they're nervous yeah, is they will interlock their fingers, right? And they'll kind of rub their thumbs. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, now, I can see it. Here's the okay. thing. Yep. It's not yep. that you do that. It's when you only do it. So if you do that for more than six, seven seconds, it looks weird because when you're not nervous, you kind of move every two to three seconds. So when you see a self-touching repetitive gesture, that's a tell of nervousness. That's a tell of stress. So the physical tactic, one of the physical tactics that you do is instead of practicing your speech like this, mumbling in front of your laptop, or like mumble, okay, so talk about that, talk about that, talk about that, right? Or looking at the mirror, like, yeah. talk about that, talk about that, talk about that. You practice like this. Here's one tactic. Okay. Number one, you practice your whole presentation, but you, you're, not a let, you're not allowed to let your hands touch each other or any part of your body. And okay. right off the bat, right. that, you're going to yeah, feel that, so weird. A, right off the different. bat, you're going to feel <laughs> yeah. so weird. But here's the thing. Have you ever kicked a soccer ball? The first time yeah. you do it, it's always weird because it's a new physical action. But the more you do it, the easier it yeah. gets. So if, yeah. if you believe, if I believe that confidence is a physical action, I have to start practicing physically. The physical Let action, me give you one yeah. more. If you can do the no touching your hands together and then no, putting your, no letting your hands touch your body, which is super hard to do, if you want to go next level to build the calluses towards nervousness, you always have to practice in a place where people can see you. Because, mm, yes, sir, because unless that. you can replicate the nervousness, all your practice is useless. Yeah. Yeah. That is exactly. why in the army, yeah, yeah in the army, sense. they will make they will make you do drills and they might have like loud noises or they'll yell at you because they're trying to replicate stress. So you build a calluses to it. So you, that means literally... Honestly, walk down the street and talk to yourself. Stand in a park. Yeah, and I, I can I can see it now. It, it feels uncomfortable and you feel weird and you feel nervous, but those are the same feelings that you're feeling when you're on stage and you're getting ready to speak to a group and of people. And then so when you actually do it, if you practice this way, when you have to do it for realsies, you are still going yeah. to feel nervous, but it won't be new. And you'll be like, oh, this Got is the exact it. same way I felt every time I practiced. So you built the calluses to it. And you built the muscle memory to look confident even though you feel it. 
this is amazing, man. I never thought I would be thinking about calluses <laughs> when it came to pu- comes to public speaking. But hey, I practice what I sense. preach. In case you can't tell. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. All right, sounds good. All right, well, that is going to be our episode for today. But ladies and gentlemen, we have a part two with Ivan, where he's going to go into some more tactics that he covers in his eBooks including things related to police interrogation, evolution, and wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Enrico. It's been a pleasure. All right, Ivan. Right, we'll talk more yes. in and part two. Make sure to check me out. Hold on. Let me do a shout out in case no one listens to this ever again. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find me. Yeah. My website sure is publicspeakinglab.com. Publicspeakinglab.com. Or you can find me on any, on LinkedIn, whatever. You can just find my name in Enrico. I'm pretty sure you'll share that somewhere, right? Yeah, I'll put your information in the show notes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay, bye. All right, talk to you soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is part one of our interview. As you can tell, I had a lot of fun speaking to Yvonne, and I'm sure all of you had fun listening to him and took a lot of value away from our conversation. Be sure to stay tuned for part two. What I will do is include Yvonne's information in the show notes, including a link for you to get his ebook for free. Yes, for free. So make sure you take advantage of that offer. In the meantime, I am sending you my best energy, sending you some good vibes, hoping that you have a safe and productive week. And until next time, this is your host, Enrico Ambrister signing off.